Thank you for joining us at uh, Beer Fish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Grandy with Mob Pop Fishing. We have Kit with the uh, Fishing Kit YouTube channel. And today we have a special guest uh, up north, Minnesota, correct, sir? Yeah, Minnesota. There we go. We got Mr. Jacob Vang himself, JKV uh, Outdoors. Make sure you guys check him out on YouTube. So he's joining us. Thank you for, uh, for joining us and uh, entertaining us with your knowledge of fishing today, Jake. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for thanks for having me today. Sounds it's pretty good. cool. I've been on a podcast before. <laughs> you never know. Oh, see, hey, we we got to give love to the Asian brothers. See, that that, that was the thing. Man. I was talking to Kate. We got we got to keep pushing out these uh, Asian YouTube guys, you know, because we got like maybe about fifty followers and listeners. So you know, mm-hmm. at least help them out a little bit. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> quick quick shout out to our sponsor colada brewing company i'm trying a new one today uh, i'm doing the uh limbered legs lager oktoberfest kit it's the uh it's that oktoberfest i don't know i never had that what you, you got know what <laughs> don't tell uh, me you do the same <laughs> same thing i figured, <laughs> this I figured it's our last time recording in october maybe last time man you're thinking i swear to god this was not set up I swear to, by the way, uh, I was thinking the same thing too. I was like, this is uh last time we probably record in October. So, uh, finally we get, we, we have a guest who's a drinker with us, right? Jake, you drinking uh, some beer with us, right? Yeah, I got some beer here. There we uh, go. I got the old classic, uh, Miller light right here. <laughs> Love it. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Cheers guys. Cheers. 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 This is the first time I'm having this one. It's actually a pretty good kit. Um, really? This is the first time you had their Oktoberfest? Yeah, I don't think I've ever had. I'm, maybe I have, but it's really good. Uh, it's got that nutty kind of flavor to it. I like it. Yeah, Not bad. kind of sound like, what's his name? Andrew Andrew Zimmer. Zimmerman. Hey, he's from Minnesota. No. Isn't that guy? It's Zimmer, not Zimmerman. Is it Zimmer? Andrew Zimmer? Z- Zimmern, look it up. It's Zimmer. not Zimmerman. Ah, oh, shit! You're like it's nutty. It's yeah. nutty. It's, but he is—he is from Minnesota, isn't he? I swear, I could be wrong. Uh, all right, I, I just. All right, guys. Sorry, I just threw that shit out there. That was totally, <laughs> to, totally left ball, man. But, um, anyways, man, let's let's get, let's get to know Jake a little bit. Um, for people who don't know, uh, who you are and, and what you're about, Jake. If you if you don't mind, can you tell us a little bit about? uh jkv outdoors how that came about what what you're all about and everything mm-hmm. you mind yeah so um i do a lot of fishing hunting um you know i've always fished you know all my life um always fish with my brothers or my brother and you know all of my cousins when i was younger um and then you know i just decided you know it'll be great to just record all of my adventures and you know, just look back on it and maybe, you know, be useful to other people as well, be a resource and, you know, try to pass on my knowledge and maybe even gain knowledge from others as well. So um, I decided to do my YouTube channel, JKV Outdoors. Um, it's funny, at the time, I didn't know what to call my my YouTube channel. So I was just like, you know what, just JKV Outdoors is JKV is my initials. Um, so I just stuck with it since then. I haven't thought about changing it. It's, I don't know, it's catchy. It has a little personal feeling to it. It has a piece of me to it. So um, yeah, I've just kept it JKV and, you know, just continue to try to grow my channel and build a community with everybody. Yeah. I like, I like the fact that you're keeping your, uh, your name simple with it because mm-hmm. Because like some people try to make a theme out of their name and then they don't always follow that theme, you know, all the way through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, with me, I'm always going to be fishing. So mm-hmm. fishing kit, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was uh, one of the issues that I was thinking about. You know, I was like, I do fishing and hunting. What if I want to, you know, do some hunting videos with my fishing videos? It's like, it's not going to work. So I just kept it with outdoors. 
Mm. Hey, you know about that all all the drama with the hunting videos lately? Did that like uh, did that get to you at all? Or so I don't think it got to me. Um, you know, because I could see all my analytics and you know, whatever monetization comes up or whatever issues. I haven't seen any issues, but, you know, uh, hearing from, you know, Mendak Outdoors and all them other people who got hit with it, um, I, I didn't really look into it. It seemed like, you know, that was something that YouTube was looking into. And then everybody was saying, no, that's not right. We're still following guidelines. And I guess um, I did see a petition um, go around. I did sign it as well, but, um, you know, a little after I saw that initially, it looked like, you know, YouTube came back and said, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to go back on that. And I guess everything is okay now. So, um, yeah, but as far as for me, like, I, I didn't get hit with it. So that's good. Yeah. I haven't really followed up on it. I didn't even know YouTube came out and said anything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they really said anything. I think they just demonetized people all of a sudden. It was just mm -hmm. like, what the hell? <laughs> I don't have to worry about that shit. <laughs> I'm not big enough. I don't care. <laughs> Why don't you tell us? Okay, so so tell us a little bit more uh, about your fishing acumen. What, what what is it that? Um, okay, you're you're up in Minnesota. What's your mm -hmm. what's your go to fishing? Because I know I know the last couple of videos. I, I mean, at least I watched of yours was was. I want to ask you a little bit about this too. But um, smallies because we don't really have a huge amount of smallies here in Iowa. Uh, so I don't know what the hell I'm doing when in regards to mm -hmm. targeting them and that, but, uh, is that something that, is that a species you love you, you target mostly or, or, I mean, um, yeah. So every year I try to change up tactics. I always try to, you know, change up species. Um, I started off, you know, fishing for largemouth in high school, you know, senior year, high school, um, finally got the hang of it. And then it started to get boring. <laughs> So then I try to move on from, you know, different tactics and I try to learn, you know, new things every, every year, every season. Um, and then, you know, just uh, last year or two years ago, um, you know, my brother, he got a boat, which I have a privilege to, you know, take out and be with him with. Um, so we've been, um, we've been hitting up Mille Lacs for smallies. Um, have a cabin, you know, not too far from there. So we've always wanted to go on Mille Lacs. We've always wanted a boat. We always wanted to, you know, go for smallies, go for walleyes. Um, and I've always been a bass person. So, you know, going for smallies at Mille Lacs, that was always like the, the go-to, like you got to do it. So, um, so yeah, like I just started fishing Mille Lacs and, you know, starting to learn how to fish from a boat and, you know, targeting new species that you're not really used to. Um, that was just something that I personally wanted to challenge myself with. Um, so, so yeah, like that's just how it happened. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like my brother, he's always, um, he's a big walleye guy too. And, you know, Malax is one of the best walleye fishing lakes. So um, yeah, we, we try everything, you know, and um, we're, you know, we're always wanting to just learn new techniques and, um, you know, look into techniques and go out and try it on our own. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's how I got into smallies. <laughs> I didn't realize that was your brother's boat. I was like, man, this guy's got a nice ass boat, man. I'm yeah, kind of jealous. <laughs> it, it's my brother's boat. Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, because we're... we're yeah, we're both uh, looking into getting boats like within the next year or so. And okay. man, there's so much stuff out there. I don't know anything about boats. Yeah, yeah. But I think this year is probably the most I've ever fished on a boat. I've been on like four or five different boats this year. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I ain't used to it. I got to have a whole bunch to learn. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very different, obviously, than uh, bank fishing. That's what we're obviously used to. And, well, we, we kayak fish, too. But uh, it's just it's really different. Like, yeah, we, we just got to get used to it. And um, I'm glad you mentioned that because, like, yeah, that video of yours, uh, uh, how to back up by yourself alone. It, yeah, that 
because that that's one of my biggest fears like i'm by myself like how the freak do i back this shit up and, and not hit anything that's that's i'm still kind of yeah, nervous yeah. about that <laughs> comes with a lot of new problems and a lot of new things to worry about <laughs> you gotta learn um you know luckily you know, before this boat, I bought myself a boat. It was just, um, you know, little 16-foot aluminum boat. And, you know, it was our very first boat. Um, and, you know, we've we've launched with it. We practiced backing up and all that. And I'm kind of glad we did because, you know, the things that we messed up on with that boat, I'm glad it was that boat and not this boat, mm. you know, first okay. boat. Um, so, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of new things to learn and there's a lot of um mistakes that you know we did and we learned a lot from it so it was really good so get a shitty boat first and mess up first right that's what you're telling me (laughs) well i i wouldn't get a shitty boat i I still get one that i could use (laughs) because uh yeah you definitely still want to flow out there (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. but no it's uh it's good to you know get something to kind of learn off of where you're not scared to make mistakes off of um and, you know, making mistakes, that's where you learn the best, too. So so what was, like, the hardest thing to learn as far as fishing from a boat for you? Um, I think, you know, the, the thing that I try to focus on the most was finding the fish. Because, <laughs> um, you know, you, from shore, you know, you're, wherever you're at on shore, you got to work with that. But, you know, once you're on the boat, you have the whole body of water. So you you kind of get, like, overwhelmed you don't know where to go um you know we've we've been on boats before we've rented pontoons and kayaks or pontoons and uh, other boats and um i think the one of the things that we learned while um you know while being on those pontoons is you got to really know where you're going as far as you know what structures there are um because i remember one time we were on malax for the very first time on a pontoon and um you know i don't i don't know if you guys are familiar or know about Malax, but it's pretty shallow but we didn't know how shallow it was until we were on the boat you know we were i would say 200 yards away from my island we were going straight towards the island but the water was like five feet and you look down you can see big old boulders and you keep going and it's just four feet, three feet. And it's like, you know, how do we get out of this? So um, I think definitely learning the structure of the body of water and knowing where to go. um, And then, you know, knowing where to locate those fish. That's one of the more, or one of the first and most difficult things to learn while you're, while you're on a boat. Um, Because sometimes when you're on shore, you know, you think, oh, farther you go, the deeper it gets, but you know, it's, there's sometimes it's gradually getting deeper or it's just flat or, you know, different types of structure there. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, one thing we learned the hard way <laughs> on a boat. Um, and for sure, you know, we, we try to avoid that, um, and having graphs and sonar and, um, all those technology really help as well. And just trying to learn how to use those tools that you got too is, um, kind of difficult too no i agree because i think we were kind of struggling with that huh? i mean when we're on the boat we're like where should we go <laughs> you're, you're exactly <laughs> right like you got the whole lake and we're like well let's go try this spot out it's just like but like you're just saying it's just um we it's finding the fish i've mm-hmm. been kind of struggling yeah. on that yeah <laughs> like every, every every time i hop on a boat it's like man i i feel like i have no idea what i'm doing and the funny thing is i fish out of a kayak all the time and you know you would think it's not that different but mm-hmm. i feel like it's way different <laughs> maybe because i'm always in someone else's boat and i'm kind of like not the captain or whatever because in the kayak you know it's a one-man show you know, i get to pick where to go how deep to fish and what what am i going to be fishing for stuff like that but when i'm i mean i don't know maybe it'll be different if i get my own boat it might not be so so uh difficult i guess because mm-hmm. uh, i don't know i'm just out of my element in a boat and even when it comes to the actual fishing like once we decide okay this is where we're gonna go this is what we're gonna fish for uh, i feel like total amateur like i forgot how to fish or something 
just get it kit and then i'll jump on with you <laughs> no you're supposed to get one first remember yeah until my ass freaking backed up the freaking car ran onto a damn pillar don't know how to park backed up into a pillar <laughs> that's what happened so so uh backstory on that one jake um i was supposed to get a boat like probably two weeks ago three weeks ago went to vegas and i uh, decided to back up the car rental into uh, an overhang that i didn't see the camera didn't see and i was sober by the way as as i mentioned but um yeah my money my boat money went to that shit so oh man yeah go figure I heard from the uh, last episode, you know, how, how was Vegas? I, I was just there, uh, I think, in August, middle of August. Vegas was fun. I had a great time. I mean, we had a family reunion on my dad's side. So it was, um, they're, they're, they're just as crazy as me, maybe even crazier. <laughs> and, and, and when we all get together, it was insane. But um, it, I was there when, they, when the Bears, because I'm a huge Bears fan, and uh, the Bears were playing mm -hmm. the Raiders. So it was okay. kind of insane. So, uh, but it was, it was a good time. I had a, good, I had a great time in, until that accident happened and realized that I'm not getting a boat. Yeah. And that was sad. I was, I was, I was a little butt hurt. I ain't going to lie. So is what it is. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to ask you uh, actually a little bit too is that um, you come down here to Iowa a lot. Yeah. No. Yeah. To fish? Um, I tried to, you know, okay. with, within the, the last two years, I think it came down twice. I'm okay. It's, it's, it's all it's overrated. <laughs> yes. Okay. So all you damn Minnesotans, it's overrated. <laughs> I, I was not that great, man. Stop. No, just kidding, dude. Um, I I I really wanted to ask it because you're the first. I think you're the very first person that we had on our podcast from Minnesota. I think. I, I'm, okay. I'm pretty sure. So, I just curious like is there you guys are in a land of 10,000 lakes well, I mean I mean what's what's Iowa's not that good but we see your guys' vehicles here all the time <laughs> I'm just what what's the deal do you guys tell each other hey we got to go to Iowa or something <laughs> yeah you know definitely um Iowa is always the you know, Iowa South Dakota North Dakota Wisconsin occasionally it's always the the other states that we're most excited to go to. Um, I, I don't know why, but um, to me personally, I get very excited because, you know, your guys' lakes are different than ours. Um, what I see is, you know, even though we have a lot of lakes, a lot of these lakes are kind of small, not too accessible, um, you know, and a lot of them are, you know, heavy vegetation lakes. Um, and okay. Even fishing from shore is pretty difficult. Um, and, you know, like even bigger lakes like Mille Lacs, you know, you would think, oh, it's such a big lake. There should be really good shore fishing. But really, there, I don't think there's any really good shore fishing there. I, I don't even know a spot that I could shore fish on Mille Lacs, you know. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, a lot of these local lakes that I go to in my area, um, there's only like, you know, one or two shore spots other than that everything's houses or everything's just marshland or swampy land where it's really hard to get through mm -hmm. um i think that's one thing that you know us minnesotans or maybe even people from other other states you know they they get excited when they go to new places because um you know the, the body water is different and um, you know they're just probably tired of their you know little local lake <laughs> I no, I agree. We, we we travel to different states too, so I mean, we get excited about that. So it, it makes sense. I was just giving you a hard time, just like yeah, yeah every week we go, man, another car from Minnesota. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> but that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Man, I I wish I could go to Iowa as much as I want to. <laughs> yeah, how many times have you been down here? Um, you know, just recently from my. Uh, from my videos, I think I came down once for Sailorville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. We might have that to mute that, we might have to mute head, that. right? Yeah. yeah. Mute that <laughs> out, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I, I don't remember if we, we came another time before that. Um, but I, I remember coming down to Red Rock um, 
when when I was still in high school. Those, those are pretty good experiences, pretty fun. Um, and then after that, like after that high school, you know, experience at Red Rock, like it's not as good anymore. It's always been a it's always been a miss. It's not even a hit or miss. It's always <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah I, I was pretty glad um you know sailorville is pretty good even though we didn't get you know, stripers or um or hybrids or white bass like we wanted to but you know it, it was still pretty fun to uh explore new new places like that um especially because we don't have a lot of reservoirs like how you guys do mm-hmm. yeah nope makes sense well now you know a few iowans that or at least him i'm just i just I just, uh, you know, piggyback on this guy. So at least, you know, they can, can at least guide you hopefully a little bit to the, to the, the bite well, there, a little bit. There's, there's only like three or four in the whole state. So if you <laughs> fished one, you kind of fished them all. <laughs> um, do you have family down here? Cause I know there's like a, I mean, it's, the Hmong population isn't as big mm-hmm. down here as up in Minnesota, but I think we got a decent population down here. I honestly don't think I have any family down there. Um, mm. I know I have a lot of family in Wisconsin and California, but um, I don't think I. How about Denver? Just curious. Um, I actually used to live in Denver um, oh. as as a kid, though. Um, yeah. One, yeah, but um, I don't I don't know if we still have any uh, Vang family in in Denver. I know we still have some mole family down there on my mom's side. My mom's a mole. Um, and we, we still got a few families down there. We have a lot of Hmong people from, because uh, my in-laws are all from Denver. So, mm-hmm. and a lot, and then she's Vietnamese, but then all of their friends are like Hmong too. So they love to fish. So okay. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to crack another one, Kit. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Kelowna Brewing Company. If you live in Eastern Iowa, make sure to swing by Kelowna Brewing Company's tap room. Amazing food and amazing craft beer. If you live in Central Iowa or in the Midwest, swing by your local supermarket and see if they carry the Kelowna Brewing Company line of beer. And also swing by your local restaurants, local bars, see if they have Kelowna Brewing Companies on tap. If not, make sure you guys request it. You, I kid you not, you won't regret that. Other than that, enjoy this episode, guys. Um, do you guys get much uh, white bass opportunities up there? I know part of the draw of going to these other states is the white bass. Yeah. Um, I think um, there there are, but you really got to chase it. Um, yeah. You know, as far as Minnesota goes, um, the biggest places are the St. Croix, um, Mississippi. You know, I think people used to go on the Mississippi, chase them. We, we've chased them once on the Mississippi. We, we didn't get much. I don't think we actually got any. Mm. Um, and then other than that, you know, the border of uh, South Dakota. Um, mm. from, from one of my videos, you know, South Dakota and uh, Big Stone Lake. Um, yeah, those are the main ones for, for white bass. Um, usually they'll, they'll hit spring. Um, and then, you know, we did get a, a summer hit, you know, um, over at the uh, St. Croix River. Um, and then they should they should be starting to hit right now, too, over in uh, St. Croix. Not too sure about Big Stone. I'm pretty sure Big Stone would be hitting, too. But, you know, usually it would be spring, summer, and then that fall pattern. Yeah, I, South Dakota. I want to hit South Dakota for some white bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they got some big ones out there, don't they? Um, <clears throat> as as far as Big Stone goes, um, I think over the years the, the population hasn't been too good. Um, I know back then it was crazy. Like you could be on shore and you'll you'll catch it, but you know it even on boat it's been tough. Um, but for sure I've been hearing about Wabe. Um, I, I've been wanting to go out to Wabe, try it out, but we, we haven't had the time, but, you know, I, I heard a lot of people say Wabe got big white bass and there's lots of them out there too. Yeah. There's even like, cause South Dakota has like all those, what those like super shallow, I don't know, what do they call them? Like sloughs or whatever. 
I heard those can be pretty good too. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not too sure. I but you know, if it's it's like you know, shallower lakes, I, I know like there's a, a lot of it connected to Wabe too. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, even the locals there, they tell me, you know, you want to try it out, go to this like that lake. I look on the map, it's like the deepest is like eight feet. Like, I don't know if I could bring my boat out there. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you just got to beat the bank like the rest of us. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, are you um, excited for ice fishing at all coming up here a little bit? Like, like, because I know because you, you guys obviously get ice before us. So, I mean, like, um, what what would you say is like, what, what, what is your goals for ice fishing this year? What, you know, whether, whether it's your for your channel or just personal is there a specific goal that you have this year um yeah i i don't know i think just going out more for ice fishing um because within you know the past two years i would say i i haven't gotten much time to go out ice fishing um and you know i i think it partially is due to the weather you know i'm always sketchy about you know early ice and I always want to make sure I could drive on the ice before I go out. So, um, so yeah, I, I think just going out a little bit more. Um, definitely, I want to catch a big pike. I've been, uh, I've been trying to chase big pike ever since uh, my my first big pike. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty cool. Definitely, I want a tip up bike. I don't think I had a good tip up bite in a while um and yeah i'm i'm definitely pretty excited just just last weekend i went and bought two new rods oh just for ice fishing yeah just for ice fishing (laughs) and uh you know i'm i'm waiting to uh get some reels um and i'm gonna get two more as well for both my brother and i um but definitely we're pretty excited for ice fishing all right. What's what's your target species for ice fishing? Um, I I go for all of it. You know, crappies, walleye, um, pike. Um, maybe I'll try for bass. I, you know, I I haven't really like you know gone for bass through ice because um, they're you know a little bit more lethargic, a little harder to catch. Um, so maybe I'll intentionally try to go for bass. Um. But definitely, it's always been crappie, walleye. Try to go for pike. And my my brother's a big walleye guy, so every time we're out, it's always Malax. Just Malax getting them walleyes up. (laughs) We gotta hit you guys up because so so is that the thing? Like in Minnesota, like most of the lakes or wherever you guys are ice fishing, is it um, vehicle accessible only? Like you can't walk us most of the, most of the spots here in Iowa, we walk our fat ass, or at least I'm a fat ass. So I walk my ass, you know, wherever we go, but I'm just curious. Cause I hear uh, a lot of spots up there. Like you, you have to drive to the, wherever the fish are, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, um, definitely you could you could walk. Um, you know, just depends on the lake. Um, wherever the hot spot is, you know, that's usually where the fish just kind of congregate and they stay there. Otherwise, everywhere else would be pretty dead. So I think that's why you know, a lot of people say you know drive out. Otherwise, it's going to be far. Um, and yeah, thinking about it, you know, a lot of the lakes I go to, it's a pretty far walk and you know carrying all your gear you don't want to walk out that far and you know a lot of people have their atvs their utvs or you know they wait until they can drive out just to pack up all their gear um and a lot of these lakes it's it's kind of big too and you know again with the structure the fish are farther out you know in the middle of the lake um, mm. so definitely you do walk you can but it's it's tougher to walk out we'll have to hit you up for malax that's uh, that's a lake we haven't hit yet obviously um you guys do the recon and let us know when the bite is hot <laughs> yeah definitely you'll you'll see my video <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you mentioned uh catching bass through the ice i don't know if 
I don't know. People don't really target them. I, I feel like they're kind of a incidental fish. You know, you're fishing mm -hmm. for bluegills, crappies, perch, basically everything else. And then you kind of just run into them if you're lucky. Yeah, the only person I see on YouTube, at least, who actually went for uh, for bass was Uncut England. Mm -hmm. he, he actually went for smallies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And he actually caught them and, you know, they were good size too. And that, I guess that kind of inspired me to try to chase uh, smallies through the ice to see how it goes. I feel like they'd be more doable than like the large amount. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It does seem like, you know, smallies like colder water more than largemouth does. So I, I wouldn't be surprised that if smallies were easier to catch. So what's a, what's a big what's a big bass for you? Like, uh, what's your average bass? Is it at like a four pounder, or would like a three pound bass be like, oh, that's yeah, a pretty, pretty big bass? Yeah, honestly, um, my my average bass is like two two and a half. Um, the biggest, you know, here and there, I would get like a three three and a half. Um, for sure, to me at least, a four would be big. But, you know, four is like nothing to a lot of other people. But, yeah, you know, definitely um, I, I've been trying to find them four pounders, too. I think the biggest bass um, is my smallmouth that I caught um, just this past season in uh, on my lacks. Yeah, what, what, what were the uh, measurements? Did you get any? I, I think it was a, if I remember correctly, it's a four, eight, four point eight. Yeah. So five pounder. It was pretty big. Um, yeah, that that's one of the biggest bass I ever caught. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't know, I, I, I don't fish for bass, uh, but I do end up catching some pretty decent bass. I always tell people, you know, people try to, people tell me like, man, you're you're really taking on this bass thing. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> but uh, what I like to say is, I'm the best accidental bass fisherman you'll ever meet because <laughs> i think last year through the ice um i don't know what your master angler for like a large mouth is up there but i think ours is 20 inches and i caught at least two over 20 inches through the ice last winter oh nice i, mean, I don't know if that's like big for you guys or not but i i would say 20 inches is pretty big uh, i don't i don't think i catch too many 20 inches dude that's right right that is that is <clears throat> big dude holy cow how many did you catch last year at least two through the ice nice maybe three i think maybe a third one was like pretty close good but good yeah like i was saying <laughs> accidental yeah, catch but, <laughs> yeah but like i was saying you know it's it's just it feel like with large month they're mostly accidental mm -hmm. you guys going to any of the ice shows i wasn't planning on it um you know, if, if time comes and I feel like it, sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, otherwise, you know, I think I'm pretty much set for ice fishing. Um, I, I think I get too excited too early and I always prep a lot. <laughs> and then you know, by the time the ice shows come, I'm, I'm already set. I don't need too much. We'll hit you out. We might swing by up there. Uh, I think we might go next month for the, uh, the hard water show uh -huh. up, up there in Blaine. Well, we'll hit you guys up. I don't know if anything's biting at that. I don't even know. Uh, I might be taking the family, so I don't even know if I'm going to get an opportunity to fish or not. But um, we'll what see. What days are those again? What day? What dates are that show? I think it's November nineteenth weekend. Let me double check ooh. here. Did you say ooh? Might have a wedding that weekend, dude. Are, are you serious, man? We already had this plan like freaking months ago guy i i don't think far that far ahead oh <laughs> killing me smalls but yeah i think it's november 19th weekend i think we're looking up there but i mean anyways i do um if we get an opportunity though i i do want to get up there to ice fish for sure in minnesota mm -hmm. this year if we get an opportunity we'll we'll hit you up man well and then for for sure man let us know if you want to come down here to iowa i mean hit us up let us know i mean He'll, he'll he'll get you on something and me i'll just take you into the middle of nowhere and i'll get you a good buzz that's <laughs> maybe that's, that's what way, I'm time. <laughs> there you go there you go maybe one of these through the ice yep 
get Wait, a, hybrid, a hybrid through the ice. Oh man, it's so nice. fun! I would love to uh, try that. I gotta, we, I gotta figure them out again though, because, like, I thought I had them all figured out because what was it, two, three years ago, mm-hmm. we started getting into them last year. Caught one all winter, so yeah, yeah. I, ca- I caught zero through the ice last year, and he's right. It's like it, it was, it was, it was before the pandemic, so it was 2018. 2018 winter kit um that's when you showed me how or where they were and i man catching a, a white hybrid through the ice holy crap dude it's, it was um very exhilarating let's just say i was just you know <laughs> do you guys actually you know chase it or you know do you guys see it through the uh, on, on your sonar or is there a lot of chasing well, I mean, back then I, I, I don't have, he has a live scope and I ha, I have just a regular flasher. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it, you could tell what, when, 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 when a, when a big five, six pound, you know, hybrid it's, it comes up, you can tell that that's, that's not a normal thing. And you can see it, um, at least on the flasher, I was able to see it. at least then that was like three years ago. So I could tell the difference. Like, I was like, that's, that's not a regular crappie or, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's just that, that was a bigger, bigger fish, but I don't know. I mean, did you, did you see at all last year kit? Um, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you this right now. Live scope did not help me catch more wipers. <laughs> I ended up catching, like I said, uh, I've, I caught one last winter and that was my first winter with live scope. Cause I got it last winter uh, before I had a LX seven. So it's basically just a graph mm-hmm. and yeah, live scope didn't help. But the thing is when we were targeting them, you kind of got to just set up where they're going to move through because they don't really hold to, to structure really. Like they're not, they're not like crappies. You know, you find a brush pile, You'll find some bluegills, crappies, and maybe a bass hanging out there. They're they're just roaming around, and you just got to put yourself in what you think is like a high traffic area, and just cross your fingers. Like I hope they move through. <laughs> and then it also depends on the day t- or time of day too, because um, once it gets a little dark, I feel like the bite turns off completely. But maybe like an hour before sunset, even like throughout the day we were catching them Mm -hmm. but once it gets towards that evening like the sunset they kind of just disappear i don't know where they go that's uh that's interesting (laughs) yeah it's kind of a i mean you could move around or -hmm. you just wait it's uh it like either you move around and you move away from where they're going to move through or you sit there and wait and they never come through so it's it's a toss-up i feel like i don't know what other fish would be like that Tula bees for sure. Yeah, that's, that's how it is when we target tula bees, because um, they're they're constantly just moving around, um, and usually you know when when we find a spot, we just sit there. They'll just come through like you know two three at a time. And you sit there for an hour or two, another two three come by. And, yeah. Okay, so a tula bee is that. That's different from a white fish, right? Those are two different things. Yeah, I, I believe so. Because <laughs> they look the same. They look pretty much the same. Yeah, I, I think white fish are uh, bigger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for sure. They're they're like cousins, I guess. Because these don't get too big. Okay. And then what about a Cisco? Is that different? Because <laughs> that looks the same too. I, I think they're different too, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, um, how do they taste? They kind of look like a big freaking shiner. But I, heard I was going to say, I I was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, they basically are a giant minnow. Um, you know, we, we've cooked one up. Um, it's pretty good. It's kind of like white bass, um, but a lot more soft, a lot more. It's not too buttery, but it's a lot more soft. It, you can feel that there's meat um, in it. It's not flaky like white bass. Cause um I know um I'm pretty sure you know who D Yang is. He he always fishes for those white fish. I think over there in uh, Wisconsin they they have white fish, but we have mm. these over here. Hmm. You, you you ever get into any burbot? That's a fish I want to get into. Oh yeah, I you know burbot is like 
I, I don't really target it, but it's almost like those um, those lucky fish you'll get. <laughs> but I know a lot of people, they target bourbon and eel pout. Um, I remember one year, my brother-in-law, um, he brought his uh, Aquaview. He put, he put it down, jigging right in front of it, saw a burbot come by and, you know, he, he hooked it. It was coming in for a while and then it just popped off. Um, uh-huh. And I think that was the, the closest I've been to a burbot through ice, but yeah, it's, um, I, I haven't gotten into burbot, but I, I would like to, I think that'd be pretty cool. I heard they're really good. Like yeah. one of the best, even though, <laughs> even though people kind of like look at them as trash at the same time, because mm-hmm. they're, because they're not a walleye. <laughs> but I think I think people are starting to appreciate them though. That's the uh the poor man's lobster. That's yeah, that's what we hear all the time. Man, yeah, we gotta go catch it. We gotta go up north for that. Minnesota Minnesota have a lot of lakes that has bourbon or no? Um there's a certain area that you go past, then there there's more bourbon. Um okay. for sure, like upper, you know northern regions um past central minnesota for sure um a lot of, a lot of the lakes up there like i would say you know Millax for sure um leech lake um but yeah I, I haven't gotten too too much into it but those are the the two main lakes that i heard the burbot's pretty good we're gonna have to go kit we gotta go north yeah i know to catch a burbot, man, that's the only way, man. You, you can't catch it in Iowa. Hello. I think they're um I think they're like considered endangered in Iowa or something. Like really? You, you have to let them go. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking out of my ass. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll get the Iowa DNR. We'll we'll have to ask them of that. If we catch it, but where would you catch it in Iowa anyways? If if I mean it, it would have to be a personal stocking that they did right i don't know maybe in like the border between mm. uh, minnesota and iowa gotcha you and your brother man you just let us know if you guys want to fish we can meet halfway whatever if you guys come down to iowa just let us know like hey yeah, yeah damn sure. minnesotans are coming down you guys let us know we'll we'll, we'll at least go out there and, and get our lines wet and you know worst case scenario we'll just drink a couple beers together you ever go after the uh yellow bass no, I haven't. Um, what? I, what? <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of that, um, you know, from other people posting it. I, I haven't had time to uh, plan a trip to go down there. Okay. Do you have kids? No, I'm single. All right. No damn excuses now. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, I got, hey, I got four. I've got four daughters, eight and under. But when it comes to yellow bass time and when, when the bite's on or – or at least when this guy tells me, "Hey, let's go. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go." But um, we'll let you know. Well, yeah, we we, we got to get together. We'll, and it's a little bit closer. It's like about halfway, right, Kit? For them, us. Um, where, where, where do you? Well, uh, depends where we're going. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it does <laughs> depends on where we're going. Where uh, are you located in Minneapolis, Minnesota area? Or oh, I'm actually in Blaine. Blaine? Oh shit! <laughs> That's about. 20 30 minutes away so from minneapolis sorry yeah all right makes sense all right cool sounds good yeah we'll let you know we'll 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 get you on if you've never caught a yellow bass hopefully we can get you on uh this year i mean we can we'll we'll see i mean we can get on a good bite it 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 would be nice for us if if we can find a good bite because last year was pretty rough Mm -hmm. year before that was pretty rough Mm -hmm. i think uh well, at least we, um, I'm you. You've heard of Clear Lake, I'm sure. Yeah, I think the pressure is starting to catch up with Clear Lake. Okay. Because um, usually we go there like, oh man, never get skunk. Whatever. Let's let's just pick pick a random day. Go. We'll catch a kill. You know, two buckets of fish. Yeah. If we wanted to, but now it's like, oh man, hopefully I could catch like a, a dozen or twenty. <laughs> Dude, I hope you can catch like 10. It's like it was rough. No, you're right. It, last year I was like, it was rough catching catching yellow bass. I mean, <laughs> we did the uh yellow bass bonanza. We caught one. <laughs> you know, usually, usually if you can find them, they're pretty big there. 
Yeah. But I'm going to I'm going to try to branch out a little bit this winter. Try to hit up the other lakes that have them. They yeah. might not be as big, but I think the numbers are there. So, I think they're pound for pound one of the hardest fighting freshwater fish. Oh yeah. Even though, you know, a big one is like 10 inches. Like 10 inches compared to anything else, they fight harder. Through the ice. Through the ice, yeah. No. Through the ice, open water, don't matter. I agree. Yeah, definitely. I gotta come down and try that. Yeah. No, because when you get on top of them, it's like, doom, 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 doom. Like, every drop is like, it's insane. And, and that That's the, the craziest thing about them. It's just like, and then like, like, Kit was just saying it's just like the way they fight unbelievable you you would have thought you're you're pulling up like a two pound bass all of a sudden and then it, you just look at it, what the heck is like nine inches but it's that crazy yeah they fight hard basically if a fish has stripes they're gonna fight hard <laughs> yeah thinking about it yeah, yeah. It's pretty true agreed and then we can get no we can get on a that that that's i think that's uh our goal for sure is uh Hopefully catch some some hybrid bass though through the ice. I think this year. I think I, I didn't catch none last year. That and catfish. You, you guys catch any catfish through the ice at all up there? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Damn, I gotta I gotta get on that. We did that one year, and I think that was the the only time we went. But yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, it's like you wouldn't think that you can catch catfish through the ice, but you, you will. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, before you know. For most people, they're kind of an accidental fish, but you yeah. can figure them out. You can figure those catfish out. I don't know. I love I love catching catfish because if you want to go out, you know, catch four or five pound fish all day. Catfish is your fish. So I mean, um, obviously you're 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 uh, you're mong. So I'm just kind of curious. I just want to know, like, um, I see that you you push a lot, at least in through social media and everything for, you know, Hmong fishing and, and just kind of getting the exposure and everything out there about that. So that's cool. I, I mean, that's super badass. And, um, us having a lot of friends and family that are Hmong. So it's just kind of, is, is that something that you kind of made it a, a goal or is that just something that, you know, just kind of grew? Cause I see a lot of, um, Hmong fishermen follow you and watch you and, and just see how you kind of pushing that. Is that just, was that just kind of accidental? Was that like, you know what? I'm doing this in, you know, on purpose, I guess, in a way. Yeah, that's a, that's an intentional um, act for me. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, when you first start off doing anything, you want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, definitely reaching out to the monk community. That's something that makes me more comforted. And, you know, in my process starting off, you know, um, I, you know, when I first started my channel, I'm putting my stuff out and it's like, you know, who, who's going to watch this? Like, you know, what's my target audience, you know? Um, and if other people from other races, they, they see me doing this, you know, are they going to want to stay or, um, you know, would they just rather go and watch someone else that's bigger and better? Um, so I've always tried to you know, push for, you know, the monk community to, you know, come together and, you know, support each other. Um, definitely, for sure, I, this year, I put a lot of time into it. And, um, you know, as you guys know, I, uh, I created that uh, Hmong, uh, uh, YouTube, uh, Hmong Outdoor YouTubers page and, you know, try to get everybody in together. Um, and, you know, out of that page, I thought, you know, with my journey that I'm going through, um, I wish that there was other people that I knew that could help me go through this YouTube journey, you know, and I thought, you know, what's a better way to do that than to create a group and just try to attract all these people, because I know there's a lot of YouTubers out there who would like to start or who did start, and you know, they're just not getting that exposure. And that's the hardest thing is just getting exposure to whatever target audience uh, you have. Um, so definitely, you know, I, I created that page. I wanted to reach out to other people and, you know, help build off each other. And, you know, the thing that really connects us is 
we're Hmong, you know, you know, with, within the Hmong uh, community, it's always like, we gotta be like Caucasians and, um, you know, it's always, it's always like that, but it's like, why don't we help each other and have our own thing where people could say, oh, we gotta be like them, you know? So yeah, that's, that's one thing I, um, I really intentionally strive for uh, this year with, with the Hmong community. Um, and it's surprising to see how many other people out there are wanting to do YouTube or they are doing YouTube and, um, you know, just seeing other people's uh, creativity, what they're doing, their thought process on things that you like to, you know, and I think that's one thing within uh, the monk community where a lot of us really do like the outdoors and, um, there's just not a place where we can really come together to connect. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the things that I really want to see for for the Hmong community as far as you know the the outdoors YouTube uh, thing goes. No, that's a huge, huge mad respect. Um, I'll, we'll put the link for on the show notes and everything on that uh, to the, the Facebook group because, no, you're right. I joined that. You told me to join that. I was like, you know, I was just joining that. I was like, what the hell? It's mm-hmm. like, dude, it's pretty badass because, um, like I said, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of family that are, are moaning. And, then, you know, just to kind of see, you're right. And then when I joined that, like just kind of seeing uh, the different styles of people the way they record stuff and then like you're just saying just all of a sudden they're they're blossoming because they have a spot to to kind of um just release their you know creativity so that's pretty cool so do do you have any advice for like let's say somebody wants to hop in hop into doing youtube or maybe like smaller channels uh like ourselves like like for me for example because i you know i'm not a huge youtube channel i got like 1500 subs or whatever so anybody new or any of the smaller YouTube channels, you got any like advice to throw out to them? Yeah. Um, first advice, just start it. You know, the, the sooner you start, you know, the better it will be because well, it'll, it'll just grow. Um, and secondly, be intentional with it. Um, you know, I know, you know, sometimes YouTube will just be a side thing or, you know, we're not, you know, fully wanting to do a lot for it. But, um, you know, I, I think YouTube is a great opportunity to learn about yourself and the community and other people who like things that you do. Um, definitely be in, intentional with it. Um, that's one thing I've tried to, to do this year. Um, I've been, you know, more interactive, been more in, intentional and just like, when I say intentional, do it like, like you really want to, like you really want it. You know, if you want a thousand subscribers, do it like you really want it, you know, and eventually the steps that you take leading up there, you know, you'll reach that. And um, one thing that really helped me get into the mindset of um, starting and taking small steps, getting towards something and doing it intentionally, um, you know, is kind of, treating it like a business, you know, treating your YouTube channel like a business. Um, you know, not, not in the fact that, um, not in the aspect where you're trying to profit off someone, but just more the organization of it where, you know, you're thinking through like, okay, you know, how am I going to organize this? Who's my target audience? What am I going to do? How do I, you know, market myself, put myself out there for other people to see and attract them in to help me grow? Um, because, you know, you definitely can't grow if you don't have other people coming in, uh, to you and watching your stuff. Um, and yeah, that's one of the biggest things that I really noticed about, um, not just YouTube, but any organization or any organizational leadership that you have to do. Um, because being part of, or creating a YouTube channel, you really are the leader in your own YouTube channel and your YouTube channel is its own entity. So whatever you put in, um, you have to be intentional, you know, see how it's going to come out um, and really just keep building off of it. I, I think the most important thing is being consistent, keep building 
um, keep connecting with others and really be intentional and genuine. About it. Nope. That makes sense. That's a uh, great advice for idiots like me that are trying, I don't know. I'm just, I just record for fun. I, I mean, I, if it grows, it grows. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but no, that's uh amazing advice. Stay consistent and be intentional. I like that. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. I, I hear, I hear consistency is key. So what's the hardest part about doing YouTube for you? Um, the hardest part was trying to learn all of it, piecing it together, knowing what to do. Um, and like I said, you know, just didn't have that organization where it's like, you know, who, who am I trying to target? You know, what kind of content am I going to do? Um, and how am I going to do it? I think those are some of the tougher challenges that, you know, any one person has to find for themselves. Um, and again, going back to the outdoor YouTubers pages, that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to create that page is because so it's a place for us to kind of share and then, you know, kind of shed light for each other to see where to start and see where to continue on from. My, my last, my last question for you is like, what's, what's your goal, man? What's a goal for JKV outdoors? What, 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 what's your vision? What you got to have something, you know, that you're, you're striving for. What, what would you say is like your biggest goal or vision? Um, you know, I think my biggest like end goal with it is, you know, just being able to do, um, what I love and kind of make a living of it, you know, cause you see all these like, anglers or these pro anglers, you know, they fish and they get paid and they, they live off of that. Um, you know, whether you, you see good or bad in it, but it's like, you know, they're doing what they love and they're learning every day. And, you know, to me, I, I like editing videos. I like going out, being creative and trying to piece of, you know, videos together and see how nice it could be. Um, and all in all, just being outdoors, fishing, hunting. Um, and, you know, that's kind of one thing where I kind of want to do, you know, just fish and be able to make a living of off of fishing um and of course you know with youtube monetizing videos that i think that's a that's a great way to do it um and of course you know like i said i'm not doing it for the profit of it you know of course any organization there's always got to be that you know that piece where it comes back to you to help you do your videos mm -hmm. um so that's you know, that's just one of my goals where trying to get to a level where it's sustainable, where whatever I put in, I could take back out to be able to continue doing these videos. Yeah, got some got some lofty goals. <laughs> I hear you, man. You got anything else, man? This is fun, man. I, I wish we had a little bit longer, but it's, it's been an hour. Hour went by quick, yeah? <laughs> yeah, pretty quick. <laughs> pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you got anything else for Jake Kit? Oh, uh, yeah. So if our audience wants to reach out to you, how can they do that? Um, yeah, for sure. My YouTube channel, JKV Outdoors. Um, I'm on Facebook, uh, you know, facebook.com slash JKV Outdoors. I have an Instagram, but I'm not too active in it anymore. Um, JKV Outdoors as well. So any of those, you can reach out to me. Yeah, cool. we'll put we'll put links for all that stuff in the, uh, in the notes. Thank you so much for just, uh, giving your time, giving, uh, your expertise up in Minnesota. Uh, we, we got to get up there. We got to fish with you, uh, with you and your brother and, you know, just have a good time, but you know what, you know, it, it's just what, what you're doing for the, in my opinion, for what you're doing for the uh, Asian and the mold community in regards to YouTube and everything. It's kind of cool. Cause I think you're building something there. So, um, you know props to you on that for for putting a lot of people don't understand man uh for you to do something like that it takes a lot of time and effort um just to grow something uh and, and you know it's just it's 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 time out of your life 
you know what i mean and you give your whole heart to it so that's kind of cool so um like i said props to you on that but uh other than that man we we, we got to get fishing hopefully we can record together so we uh you know fishing kit myself you and we can just get you know some videos of us catching some monster fish it would be kind of cool so we, we gotta do that soon all right yeah definitely yeah thanks for having me on the on the channel today sounds good man yeah, thank, thank you so much yeah thanks for coming on